Let's go across uh, the Pacific now, though, and have a look at what's happening in America. Startling, uh, startling rhetoric coming out of the states in the past 24 hours, as everybody seems to be convinced that Donald Trump is going to go ahead and declare a national emergency so he can get his access to, to some funds and get started on the border wall with Mexico. I'm joined now on the line by James Morrow, the opinion editor at the Daily Telegraph, who is all over the political events in his former home country. Thanks for joining us, James. Great to be with you, Chris. What's going on here? Uh, is it a fait accompli? Is Donald going to uh, use these emergency powers? Well, it's so first of all, we've got to step back a little bit here. When we talk about a national emergency, we are not talking about what we might think of as a national emergency. It's just sort of an executive way that the president can get certain things done. Obama did about 12 or 18. There have been dozens, if not hundreds of Sure, but it's usually based around an actual emergency. I think Barack Obama did it over swine flu. Uh, George Bush obviously declared a national emergency after the 9-11 attacks. And so you're right, it's a device for him to get access to the yeah, funding. A, but he is actually saying there's an emergency. He will be saying that the, uh, the number of people waiting on the other side of the border are creating an emergency. Yeah, well, he will say that. I mean, that's and that's the rhetoric that he uses, and that's you know the case that he makes. That if you have a situation where something like four hundred thousand people coming through the southern border unchecked, unstopped, um, unregistered, then yes, that is actually something that is really worth um, declaring some sort of higher level of state of alertness, uh, emergency, whatever you want to call it, to get the funds to do what he says is the way to deal with that, which is to put up some sort of physical barrier, a wall, a fence, um, because there's a lot of that area that's completely unsecured. There's a lot of that area that is um, uh, you, you, that, that people just go back and forth. Drugs come across that, of course, um, and you have this terrible business of people smugglers, just as we do in Australia, uh, and a lot of them are connected to really serious criminal Central American gangs and the exploitation that takes place there. It is uh, such a dumb argument, really. This whole thing, I can't believe the debate is go is yeah. going so... I mean, Trump was very clear. He has a mandate. To, he wanted to build that wall. Secondly, right. the wall is not such a big deal because there are large areas, hundreds of kilometres of that border that already have fences and barriers, much like the Berlin Wall, for crying Correct. out loud. So it's become just this pathetic political contest and, uh, uh, and and even when we talk about this emergency, yes you can say it's not an emergency now any more than it was two years ago or three years ago but you could equally say well actually there has been a border security emergency along that border for the last two decades. Of course there has Chris and if you've got a border where you've got hundreds of thousands of people pouring through bringing God knows what through the border, then yes, that is something that any sovereign nation has a right to do something about. You, got, you should have an obligation to do something about 100%, it. One hundred percent, because you cannot secure your borders. You know, you cannot be a proper nation. That's, Absolutely, that's what I think everything comes down to here, Chris. Absolutely, spot on. Let's have a listen to Nancy Pelosi, of course, the uh, the Speaker of the House. Uh, see what she's got to say uh, as the as the main op opposing voice to Donald Trump at this stage. It's important to note that when the president declares this emergency, first of all, it's not an emergency, what's happening at the border. It's a humanitarian challenge to us. The president has tried to sell a bill of goods to America. But putting that aside, just in terms of uh, the president making an end run around Congress, here he said, let us respect what the committee will do, and then he walks away from it. We won't review our options, we'll be prepared to respond appropriately to it. 
I know the Republicans have some unease about it, no matter what they say, uh, because if the president can declare an emergency on something that he has created as an emergency, an illusion that he wants to convey, just think of what a president with different values can present to the American people. You want to talk about a national emergency? Let's talk about today, the one-year anniversary of another manifestation of the epidemic of gun violence in America. That's a national emergency. Why don't you declare that emergency, Mr. President? There we go. Nancy Pelosi there, James. How's, how's that going to win out over the very clear rhetoric, the very clear arguments from Donald Trump? That is, I promised to build a wall. Let me build it. Yeah, I mean, look, that was the height of disingenuousness for Nancy Pelosi. And remember, Nancy Pelosi has got a lot of problems of her own, Chris. She has got a Democrat party that is leaning further and further left. It is becoming more and more radical. It is becoming more and more socialist. And she can't control that. So she has that problem on her left, and she's got the problem of Donald Trump on her right. And what you heard from her just there was a lot of disingenuous rhetoric about, you know, oh, well, you know, he's just creating the emergency. No, there is a situation where people come through an unsecured border, and that's what he has said and was elected to office on the premise of fixing. Despite everything they throw at him, he's going all right, isn't he? He's going great in the polls. He's actually got the highest poll number since he was elected. And you know what? He has come through a lot of these investigations and a lot of these attacks with people thinking more and more that uh, he's being treated unfairly by the press and the media, but also they see the direction the Democrats are taking at the moment, and they say, hold on a second, we don't want any of that you know, Green New Deal or Green Leap Forward or whatever you want to call it. We don't want 70% tax rates on people who are successful. We don't want the sort of confiscatory totalitarian government that a lot of this would involve. And we don't like a lot of the stuff around uh, abortion and so on that, that the Democrats have been pushing at, at very radical levels, not just sort of, you know, early stage stuff, but very, very late. And they're saying, you know, given a choice, and we see the economy improving on one side, and we see all this crazy rhetoric on the other, I know what side I'd choose. So right now, Trump's looking good for 2020. Thanks for joining us, James. Really appreciate it. Thanks, Chris. James Morrow there, the editor, the opinion editor of the Daily Telegraph. Look, I've been saying it from the get-go. The uh, media in particular with their Trump derangement syndrome, they've just made it worse for themselves and they have fueled Donald Trump. He's looking better and better the crazier they get.